Welcome to Weser Talks Podcast. I'm Mario Milanovic, I'm the host, and today it's a great pleasure to uh, welcome Jonathan uh, Kogan. Uh, he's the host of the Jonathan Kogan Show with over 31,000 followers on LinkedIn, previously an entrepreneur in residence at the Draper University Venture Accelerator and an on-deck fellow. Jonathan is currently a strategic advisor at Stackby and a thought leader within the creator economy. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Mario. Mario, great to be here. Awesome. So there's lots to talk about. I know you're a mover and shaker and uh, you uh, like to build teams and uh, you are a strategic advisor as well. And so before we talk about all that, I kind of want to know what uh, Jonathan was up to when he was, uh, you know, 14, 15, 16, because uh, I know me as an entrepreneur, having started five startups, uh, you know, I used to do paper routes, I used to do all kinds of different things that basically uh, at the time seemed sucky, but uh, they were the kind of uh, building block of uh, actually starting a business and everything. So, you know, tell us a little bit about your upbringing and, uh, you know, what kind of, uh, what floated you both? Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, I was always into trying whatever the new tool was, whether it was like Cybico, like physical hardware, whether it was software, if it was new and it was technology focused and you can either program something or build something on the computer to make something better. That's what I was into. But I was also obsessed with math. OK, I, this is kind of nerdy, but. After when Not I was 13 years old, I got my first laptop, the Dell Inspirion, like uh, I think 8200 or something. You could like change the colors on the by the keyboard. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that was back when the kind of online that was actually a little before online poker was taken off, but sort of around that time. And um, I was obsessed with poker. Like I would go sleepless nights. I would miss <laughs> school. I wasn't the greatest <laughs> student. I kind of, you know, I just passed. I mean, I did OK, but like. I didn't sure. care about it. I didn't think it really mattered in the long run. I was more about building relationships and people. But like I literally, I played poker 12 hours a day and I did it professionally for like seven years after that or actually eight years after that. Wow. Um, and so I did, I played a lot of poker online, but also in between then I would, you know, use new software and uh, and, and build things for, for companies, uh, whether it's like implementing um, uh, automation for like, I was big with numbers. So like finance or accounting systems, uh, you know, just uh, creating things that, you know, sync people's bank accounts with their with their portfolio or with their um, accounting systems, really nerdy stuff. But uh, so I kind of focus on the back end. Uh, but uh, I, I played a lot of poker, a lot of poker. And, and, and it that's how I made money for a long time. That's crazy. Uh, I know I my math was my favorite subject. Matter of fact, I, uh, I loved physics because it was applied math. And I studied physics for several years. And uh, eventually, just wasn't, you know, I'm going to university. It was in uh, Alberta, Canada, actually. Oh. And I just looked around and I was like, I don't know. I'm more outgoing as nerds, you know. So, <laughs> like, I, I, even, I loved it, but it was like, you know, I just, I wasn't fitting in, so to speak, right? I mean, you're young and everything, right? You're trying to fit in and be, sure. a, you know, <clears throat> a person that, uh, you know, kind of has friends. And I just couldn't relate to them, even though I loved math, right? So, that's, I can totally relate to that with that, right? And having a little computer and everything like that. Um, poker is interesting, you know. I mean, obviously, it's a game of chance but uh you uh, definitely have to have a lot of reads on people and everything right so the thing about what you said was uh about people and networking and everything that's one thing that i believe is uh, uh gonna make people stand out in the next five to ten years uh, especially with all this ai coming on board right so let's talk about a little bit of ai and the disruption that it's going to be causing has caused, but I think that we haven't seen anything yet. Matter of fact, today I had lunch with my cousin here in uh, Belgrade, Serbia, and I was saying that you know he's an engineer, and I said, 
buddy, I don't think uh, you're going to be relevant in a couple of years. You know, I think you're going to be, you know, yeah, you know, <laughs> how do you take that? that? You know, well, he disagreed, obviously, right? Because I know I know everything. And I'm like, uh, not really. You know, I mean, you're going to basically be able to say, okay, I got a parcel. It's this many square feet. I need this much usable area. Uh, you know, I want uh, give me 17 different uh, drawings and let me and it's gonna do it in like less than I don't know five minutes, three minutes, whatever it is, which would take him, I don't know, weeks, months. <clears throat> so I, I I really see this as a, a, a huge uh, uh, change in uh, the way we live. Uh, definitely, the internet was a disruptor, and uh, I went through all that. And then e-commerce, you know, when people are saying I'm not putting my credit card into something, <laughs> you know, you know all that. So that's all gone, right? I mean, with crypto and blockchain and everything. So give us your, um, you know, two cents worth of uh, AI and what you think it's going to happen, so to speak, and uh, what you're doing about it and all that kind of thing. I think it's a, it's a great conversation. Yeah. So just to tie this back in. So the biggest thing that I learned from poker that applies to the real world is that life and every decision you make is about probabilities. Okay. If anyone tells you they're certain one way or another, they're either lying or they don't know what they're talking about. So whatever decision you make, you make it based on like a probably like a decision tree and you go this way, there's 30% chance or 70% or there's multiple outcomes, probability. That's how you make every decision in poker. And that's also how you make every decision in life. And in the long run, if you take the prob if you take the odds where it's most in your favor, you will win in the long run. So that's where patience comes into play, which is super important because everyone's, oh, you, you know, people nowadays, it's like, oh, if you don't make it in six months, people are willing to give up where, you know, it could take you 10 years to, to, yep. to make something substantial. So, um, so probabilities, and that goes into AI and everything that's happening now, which is there are a lot of different outcomes that can come out of this. It could be that your cousin is replaced. It could also be that it's going to be more of like a co-pilot. The way I see it personally is that at least in the near term is that this technology is going to be like a sidekick, kind of like it's going to 10 X your output rather than eliminate you. So Absolutely. I think that you're just going to be able to get more done. You're going to produce yep. more output and therefore we're going to have more things, more services, uh, more options in the marketplace. So right. I don't think it's going to have, so I think the output is just going to 10 X as opposed to just replacing people and then having the same equal output. Um, but I implore every founder, whether it's your first time, second time, whether no matter, even if you're working at a corporation, it doesn't matter. You better be open to the idea of at least testing these new technologies. Go play with ChatGPT, learn about it, because if you don't, in this era that we are in right now and really at the beginning of, and what's really right. interesting is this, I, I, just to not to get too sidetracked, but the first iPhone came out in 2007. I'll never forget that. Um, and to get from that first iPhone to the iPhone that we're at now, whatever that is, what are we on, like 14, 14. Pro or something? Yep. Uh, that took about 16 years. So how long that took with the technology improvement from the first iPhone to this iPhone is going to be like ChatGPT3, which just came out in December, to what it's going to be like in 2026. That's yep. only three years. So what took right. 16 years? So things are about to move really fast. And people are uncomfortable with change, but you need to be willing to accept that the world is going to look radically different in a decade. By 2030, the world is going to look radically different than it does today. And... Uh, that's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. It just is. And so you have to adapt. You have to know that these tools are going to revolutionize the world. Um, AI compared to like the internet 
you know, people said the internet was a fad. Obviously they were wrong with that. Like we were just talking before we logged on with e-commerce and people wouldn't put their credit card online. Now you would just laugh at someone who would say that. And especially the chaos of the last three years, how much it has sped things up, willing to connect online, build their own communities online, willing to, uh, you know, work with people across the internet and other areas of the world and build stuff. People who've never met each other in real per in, uh, in real life. Yep. real life in person you know what i mean sure. um it's just going to be a radically different work environment with different tools in different ways but that's how things always have been industrial revolution it, it's always been the way things are things just change right. they evolve you either adapt or you're left behind it's your choice Absolutely. that's the best part i agree with you i think uh, you know there's always an aha moment i remember i've been online since i mean online whatever i mean i used to you know program in the late 80s uh, basic fortran and all that kind of stuff but the day that I realized technology is here to help me, so to speak, was it was 2006. I was at the World Cup in Germany, in Munich, and sure. uh, I was at that time living in San Diego. I had my phone, whatever that was, Nokia, whatever, and a phone, and I was walking by the Hofbräu house, you know, and, uh, and the phone rings, and I was like, oh my God, it's a, it's a work call. This has never happened before. Like, what do I do? I panicked, right? Because I didn't want him to, to, to know that I'm in, in Germany. You know, I'm, they're going to think I'm slacking off, right? So I answered this call, took care of business, hung up. And I remember looking at the phone and looking up and looking at the phone and going, oh, my God, they had no idea I was in Munich. And that gave me that aha moment in, in 2006, right, to basically say, hey, I actually can be anywhere in the world. And, you know, at that time, it was so revolutionary, right? that I completely changed everything about my business. You know, I was, you know, I, I, I got rid of the office. Uh, it was a remote office. I remember going to meetings, people like, where's your office? And I'm like, Vegas. Oh my God, that's amazing. You know, little did I know it was a Regis office, which I literally went to once in six or seven years, right? It was kind of funny, right? And I had to, I had to basically lie to people that I had this company that was remote and they didn't understand how, you know, why would you let people work from home? That doesn't make sense. And I was like, bro, we can hire the best talent in so the world. So you were and they can go so skate. far ahead. You were. It, you it were was crazy. It way was, far it was ahead. Just, yeah, totally. So I'm an early adopter. I like to adopt things. Uh, sometimes I'm too early, like crypto. <laughs> it get crash and burn. But uh, initially, anyways, and the same thing is, you know, crypto is the same thing, right? The longer you wait, the more you're gonna be successful, right? 100%. But uh, yeah, in terms of AI, I. I think part of me is kind of scared, you know, because it's like, oh, it's going to take us over and all this, right? But part of me is excited because the tools that are going to be used, uh, that I'm going to use, be using, and the people that work for me are going to be using, like you said, it's going to be 10x, 100x, 1000x. Now, the question, I guess, is this. What are we going to do with all these people? <laughs> you know, because it's like you have, you know, millions of people that are, you know, learning how to code and or are coding, What's going to happen with these people? You know, are, what, you know, are they just going to be operators? But I think that's, you know, like there is this whole thing about, you know, Agenda 20, uh, 2030 about you'll own nothing and, you know, be, be happy, ha which, you know, <laughs> is BS to me. But so uh, it's uh, how is that uh, going to affect the world? So I guess my question to you is what's going to happen with these people? Are they going to are we going to reeducate these people or what, what do you think is going to happen? So, I mean, if you ask the World Economic Forum, they'll say that there's just too many useless eaters out there. Um, <laughs> but what do you think people thought when they were working uh, on the farms and all of a sudden there's factories or people are riding horses and then there's cars and people made a living, you know, fixing the buggy? Like things always evolve. There's going to be there's going to be jobs, there's going to be careers, there's going to be businesses that you 
don't even even today as we talk right now and we can imagine a lot of things that ai can generate and crypto and just this new era but we cannot even fathom uh, the type of businesses it. that will exist in literally only seven years right. and um uh i just think that we need to be open-minded that through any great transition through any technological technological advancement that really really changed the world that things evolve and humans adapt and there's actually more opportunities so i think that um i think over i think listen i think if you're not scared then you're not being honest with yourself uh because things are a lot different even now than they were just 10 years ago and definitely 20 years ago and 30 years ago um just like they will be in the near future um but i think what's going to happen at least in my opinion i think this is ultimately going to we thought that AI was going to come for the blue collar jobs and the factory workers and they would be out of work. I think we got that wrong. I think they're actually coming for the white collar jobs and the laptop class and that managerial class first, which is really interesting. Right. And so right. what I think you're going to see is a lot more cre I, this creator economy. I talked about it years ago, but now I see it clearly. What's going to happen is, and you see Elon Musk and very smart people talking about universal base, basic income. You're going to need it when AGI is here. You're going to have no option. There's just not going to be enough for people to do, but I think, humans are ultimately going to create more. I think you're going to see more podcasts. You're going to see more uh, people, you know, YouTube channels, if it's even a rumble channel, it doesn't matter where it is, just creating videos, creating new content. I think you're going to see an explosion of human creativity that we have never even seen before ever. And we've seen a lot of that since like, you know, the fifties, the sixties with artists and music. I think you're going to see it on a scale that we couldn't even imagine because a lot of the things that we spent our time on are going to be automated, are going to be better off done by artificial intelligence than us. And so it's like, what are we going to do? I think we're going to create more. Therefore, we're probably going to consume a lot more, which is actually even crazier thing because we consume so much today. But I think you're going to see a creativity explosion and people are going to make money off their communities. You're going to have a, a tight knit community of 100, 200 people that pay you, you know, a hundred, a thousand dollars a year. They're going to drive 50 miles to see you speak. You know, they're going to go all out. Just all you need is a hundred of them. That's what, you know, like the Kevin Kelly essay, a uh, thousand true fans and then Legion, a hundred true fans. I think you're just right. going to see new ways of working, new ways of monetizing your creativity. And um, I think people are going to be making a living doing podcasts and videos a lot more than we even see today. And today it's even a lot of people. So it's just going right. to change the way we work. Absolutely. I, I, I really like that analysis. I think that, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of people that I know always tell me, man, you know, you have these things that you think about and I just don't have the time. I go to work and then I come home and I'm tired and I got to drive home and then the kids and this and then I have maybe 20 minutes to like, you know, like watch Netflix and I fall asleep and then it's like rinse and repeat, right? So all this waste of time, like driving to work is absolutely going to go away. So I think people are going to be uh, having uh, maybe nervous breakdowns, I'm not sure, but that's a good thing <laughs> because they, you know they'll be able Some. to say, "Hey, wait, wait a second, what am I doing here? Like, why am I on, on this earth? Uh, you know, am I here to to contribute or am I here to consume? Right? And 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 so uh, a lot of people are going to be asking themselves this question, and of course, uh, percentage is going to go into the creative field. The other percentages, I don't know what's going to happen with them, right? But you're absolutely right. That's a really good analogy in terms of uh, the AI. So what? Uh, what tools are you using right now uh, in, uh, specifically that you feel are, you know, uh, are going to help you as a, as a businessman? I'm, I'm so interested. I don't know if you saw. I, so I've been using ChatGPT an incredible amount, uh, whether it's the programming side, just the tech side, just learning how it works, having it calculate things, run things. And I think that 
I don't know, it like leaked. There's uh, the plugins for it. There's going to be an open source plugins for, for it. So it can plug into Expedia, it can plug into OpenTable, it can plug into anything right. and get that right. information. And then, you know, basically become your own, um, you know, uh, concierge for creating a whole travel itinerary is just one example. Right. I yep. mean, this is going to disrupt the services field immensely. I don't, I, 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 I do think that um, I, I do worry about what a lot of people are going to do in the near term, because this is going to happen at a pace that we've never experienced, like from the internet of, you know, like roughly 95 and then it becoming mainstream and then web two with mobile, you know, that was only like 15, 20 years ago. Uh, you know, yeah. iPhone came out in 2007. Now, you know, that was over like a decade, how much that grew, right? From from the time sure. that we just had like Yahoo blogs, like search engines, Google, and then we have yep. Uber and Airbnb, which changed everything. Now right. we're going to come into something that's going to uh, uh, grow at a pace that's probably 5x that. I mean, within like a couple of years, Absolutely. what are people going to do in that? People don't adapt that quickly. When when something right. changes, people need time, right? People Like you just right. mentioned, someone just, they don't have enough time to, to try anything. They don't have enough time to learn anything. They literally, I call it droning through life. They just drone. Like they, they wake up at the same time. They go to work, they commute, they come back, they watch a little bit enough and they do the same thing, but they're not really happy. I, mean, I think so many people are miserable doing what they're doing. And Absolutely. I think if they're willing to learn how to use things like this, like chat GPT, like other AI tools, whether it's like, you know, AI writing tools, content, content, right. Uh, a lot of blog posting, um, uh, pepper, pepper type.ai, a lot of different ones. Right. Um, I think people can open up a whole new career. They never knew existed that they really love doing. Um, right. uh, but they gotta be willing to try it. And I, I think a lot of people are literally just trying to get paycheck to paycheck and sure. don't have the time to do it. So something big is going to happen. That's going to force people to do it. And in my prediction, I think it's gonna be like an economic collapse type situation where you're going to be out of a job and you're going to have to figure something out. And therefore sure. they're going to be forced to learn AI and how to use these tools and leverage them to their creativity. And they're going to make out on the other side, much better and much happier than they've ever been. So I have an optimistic look, but a short term, I guess, sort of a doomsday look. So that's right. my, what I think is going to happen. Totally. I agree with you. I think one of the things I just thought about was, you know, I'm almost scared to start a new company or venture because it feels like I'm going to be overtaken by AI. So it's like, hey, I got an idea. And then, you know, I mean, you know how long it takes to start a company, right? You need a couple of years at least to get going. So it feels like, wait a second, if I start this, AI is just going to take me over. Like it's even, you know, so, so I think we have to start thinking uh, on this operator level, almost like, like, you know, it's like a, a boxer has to be on, 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 on his toes. Right. And that I feel is going to be happening right now. You know, I was always a big proponent of, you know, the, when you talked about drones, a uh, big, a life of, you know, either be really poor or really rich because in those instances, you really can do whatever the heck you want. You don't care. Whereas in here, in the middle, you always have these limitations. You know, you have the boss, you have this, and everything. And I've really lived on both sides of, of the coin. And uh, sure, it's nice to have more money, but it's also very freeing when you don't. And you're like, you know, on a, on a motorcycle in Thailand and worrying about how you're going to pay, uh, you know, your $200 rent, right? <laughs> so it's, it's cool to have the ability to, to, to live on both sides and everything like that. But you're right. Uh, you know, for me, I've been kind of looking at, hey, you know, do I just want to consult companies or do I want to start something new? It's always nice and refreshing, but this really is making me analyze the, 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 the business landscape in a completely different way. It almost seems like I have to sit back and be a sponge and try to absorb what is happening in, you know, in, in the next six months because it's moving so rapidly. It feels like I have to take a step back obviously learn as much as you can but in terms of executing it feels like 
I, I, I don't know yet which way to, uh, you know, to take the, uh, the, the sniper, right? So, uh, yeah, super interesting stuff. I mean, if, if, I, if I came to you today, like that, that concern that you have, like starting now as opposed to previous times because AI, if I came to you with, with like a million dollars and said, you know, I want to I 10X this in, in the next decade or, or five years, whatever, um, what business would you start that would give you the highest probability of doing that? right now today as opposed to what you would have done maybe 20 years ago or 15 years ago you maybe would have focused on e-commerce would that still be the same thing or would you choose something different because ai will disrupt a lot of that stuff i think it would be different i think um you know uh, e-commerce is basically like it, it, it's interesting you asked me that uh somebody the other day uh he was a a cuban guy that basically uh, escaped cuba and he's young you know like 21 and uh, he wants to do a um, an e-commerce business and he wants to do uh, baby toys and he wants to do it in Utah and I'm like what, why Utah? He's like well I put in chat, uh, chat GPT where are the most babies in the United States and it you know told him it's in Utah right and I'm like wow that's good that's good information but like I couldn't tell him anything about where to start in e-commerce even though I've done everything in e-commerce you know and I was like man I don't know even what to tell you it's just bizarre right so I don't think it would be e-commerce for me uh, I definitely think uh, blockchain technology coupled with AI, uh, there's some meat in there. Uh, crypto, obviously, is a huge thing. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I was watching this video the other day about uh, this guy buying a, a Porsche 911 GT3 in Dubai. And, uh, you know, he basically just went, hey, I got eight bitcoins. Uh, let's see what I can buy. And so he went and it's like, you, you take crypto? Of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, just send me, a, you know, just send me the address. And, you know, in, 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 I don't know, 10, 20 seconds, whatever, it was paid for. And he had this car and I took a, a, a video of this video and I've been showing it to people because, you know, it's nice to tell, you know, you tell people like, oh, they take crypto. They don't understand. Look, no, watch this video and see how uh, uh, you are transacting now in places that get it, you know. And I was like, uh, and people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. It's like, yeah, I said, it, that's it. Why are we even using this, this, this technology, this old technology that doesn't make sense, you know, and like all this bureaucracy, it just doesn't make sense, right? So, uh I don't know what that business would be. Uh, I, it has to, for me, I'm a big believer in networking and people. So, you know, this conversation that we have, I would prefer to have over a nice, uh, you know, glass of wine or whatever that case may be because I believe in connection. I believe in human connection. That's a huge thing for me. I think in the next 20 years, I think that uh, people are going to be craving human connection, but they won't know how to do it. You know, the new generation is addicted to, you know, social media. Uh, I can see the kids are just, they don't have what we had, you know, in terms of uh, uh, friendships and all that. So that worries me a bit. But I think it has to be somewhere on the, along those lines. I, I love the thing that you said, uh, you know, it's like, uh, uh, I, I forget the, that particular website, it's AI. And you basically say, I want to go, uh, I don't know, uh, to Edinburgh in Scotland. I got three days. I love golf and I love partying, whatever. And it gives you a, an hour by hour itinerary about what to do. I mean, that's amazing, you know, whereas like I used to enjoy doing that, you know, traveling all over the world, been to over 50 countries, you know, I usually just go, okay, we're going to be here for a week and I, you know, and then you research and it takes you forever. But I mean, there's joy in finding those places, right? But if you can have AI do that, especially AI being what you like, you know, you basically, it's, it's kind of like, uh, I, I guess we're going to have a little uh, 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 mini me, right? 100%. And it's going to be like, assistant. you know. Totally. Personalized assistant and they, uh, they, they know you. It's kind of funny. I remember Sarah, she used to be my PA uh, back in the day and she knew me. So when she called Amex 
and uh, she was booking all my stuff. It was literally, I was watching, I was like, oh my God, it's kind of like me talking to American Express. <laughs> it was great, right? So this is going to be more powerful, right? So it's going to be like uh, this uh, PA setting things up for you without worries. And then who knows what else happens, right? It's like, you know, so, so yeah, I, I, I can't answer the question. What would I invest a million dollars? I, I think Probably. you answered it though. I think you answered it. I think it would be something more like, like Hampton, for instance, that's a new uh, entrepreneur for, for, uh, uh, for founders uh, made by Sam Parr. This is just one example where okay. you pay a membership fee and you can connect with people in person all across you know, the world and talk, go meet up with them in any city and you know, have these events because that human connection is going to be more important now than ever because it's used so seldomly. Like Just because there's more AI and automation around things, that means personalized hand-built quilts are probably going to go up in value rather than just standardized <laughs> products. Sure. So people think that, oh, just automation and everything just being done, that's going to make that human quality probably a hundred X more valuable. So exactly. that human connection is never going to go away. You can never just live on the lap, like just talking to people like this. You have to meet up in person. You have to create that human connection. So I think like, you know, like on deck is a good example of that. It's like more of a reskilling and education focus where you connect people and then you meet with them in person. So people right. are probably going to connect on a network, like on the internet, and then it's going to translate into either moving to the same physical land area or just meeting each other around the world, you know, many times a year. So I think you're going to see way more in-person stuff and people who think that you're just going to talk like this, you're crazy. You can't, as a human, you can't live like that. So I think that the human right. touch is going to be way more valuable. So I think you kind of answered that when you, when you were talking about that. And then also when you talked about the transaction of the crypto, people just can't get out of their head the propaganda that we've been taught and, and born with and learned for so many decades that, oh, Absolutely. this is the recency bias of the, how the system has to be, a debt-based a debt-based economy. Like People just can't get out of those preconceived, what they believe to be truths uh, of what they have learned since they were born. But really, uh, crypto is a new monetary system that you have to envision. And that is a meta concept that is hard to get through people's heads. So even showing them, giving them all the data, <laughs> telling them everything they need to know, they're going to deny it because it's very yep. uncomfortable to learn that everything you've been taught is a lie and that yep. this is going to be a new way to do things. So it's, sure. it, it's a really weird time. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, especially like the last year or so, I've been saying things like, it feels like everything we've been told is really a lie or it's upside down. You know, like, it's almost <laughs> like, you know, it's kind of funny, right? You know, it's, it's like, true. wait a second, you know, I've, I've been trying to kind of like deprogram myself over <laughs> the last couple of years, right? But the more I do that, the more I realize that all these things we took for granted, like you said, are kind of not true. And as you know, math is truth and AI will be the truth. And so you have like these middle management uh, people that basically I don't even know what they do. And bureaucracies like, for example, in Serbia, uh, uh, today I, I went to the post office and man, I, I keep saying if I was to develop a system that doesn't work, <laughs> I don't think I would be as good as what has been created. It's hilarious, right? You're like everything you can imagine just flip it up, you know, power of the tent, and here we are, this inefficient system that just doesn't work, you know? Because like, they're not designed I, to make money. They're not, they're not, they, their incentives are misaligned with providing the best quality customer service, which is why privatized businesses always exceed, you know, the public entities and public institutions. And so yep. 
they just don't, they're not allowed to die. The post office in the U.S. simply isn't allowed to die. They lose billions of dollars a year. And people use FedEx right. and UPS because your package doesn't even get there. That's Their right. incentives are misaligned. And what crypto and what Bitcoin and what AI does, it aligns those incentives with a mathematical output that proves this is the best way to do things. And yep. it matches it up for the first time in history. And you get a perfectly efficient economy that is actually based on authentic truth. And that right. is not the case today. Exactly. I agree. So uh, on to the next topic. So I've been, uh, you know, uh, looking at different areas. You know, one of my uh, things to do is I've always trying to hack where I'm going to live. You know, so I was, uh, you know, I was raised in Germany I, uh, in Canada and I lived in San Diego for 10 years. And then I started basically traveling all over the world and trying to hack my, my life. Right. So now it's kind of like, you know, Thailand in the winter, Serbia. Uh, and, uh, you know, the coast, Montenegro in the summer, and then I throw in, you know, Italy and different places, whatever, Spain. Uh, you know, I've been really, really uh, impressed by, by what Dubai and the Middle East is doing. Um, you know, I've, I've, I'm trying to uh, research more. I mean, I have many friends in Dubai, and lately Saudi Arabia has been coming on, onto the map. You know, uh, Ronaldo, which is, you know, uh, a soccer player, footballer, uh, moved there, and I was like, why is he moving to Riyadh? That's crazy, you know? I can't believe this, right? It's funny. And so I started uh, interviewing some people uh, about that live in the Middle East and everything. So uh, how do you see the U.S. Uh, competing with countries like uh, UAE and Saudi Arabia in terms of, you know, uh, new technology uh, and crypto? So that's a great question. So we're at, we're in an interesting time as far as like the U.S. is we're experiencing something called Operation Choke Point 2.0, which is <laughs> as the as the currency, the U.S. dollar is being debased. Really, all across the West is being debased, and they're trying yep. to keep people in the fiat system. They are yep. trying to kill all the off ramps to get into crypto. Like Signature right. Bank was one of them. They really weren't insolvent, but they cut it off because they they were an, an off ramp to a lot of crypto. So That's they right. need to keep you in the system. And because the country itself is actually insolvent and thirty one trillion in debt, we can't get out of that without debasing the currency to almost to Weimar Germany <clears throat> type style. Um, you're going to see them have to raise taxes as much as possible, which is going to create this era where people are going to physically move to locations where they're not going to pay 80% tax to the state and get no yep. services. They're going to move either to a different state, like a, you know, I'm bullish on Florida, on Miami in particular, uh, yep. even Texas where there's no state tax. Um, at, you know, at the federal level there is, but I see, um, I, I see the U S right now because the world reserve currency is the U S dollar. They are trying to keep a hold of that. They know Bitcoin and crypto is a threat. And so they are trying to keep people in that system because they make money off, you know, the people paying the taxes and they're being really closed minded and unaccepting of crypto. And so if they're unaccepting of crypto, people are going to have to move out of the country. And so I am extremely bullish on a place like Dubai. They have something called Vision 2030, and they are really building a whole massive infrastructure around attracting capital and foreign investors and people to come live there and build companies and they have something that the u.s has lost sight of which is like law and order which is a you're in dubai it's really clean and safe because yep. if you did something wrong you probably lose your hand so in the u.s <laughs> things are really chaotic but dubai in all seriousness is clean it's nice it's new and they are like come here and build a, a crypto company we accept bitcoin they're they're playing it so smart and the u.s is doing the exact opposite they are yep. trying to push everyone away so i don't see the u.s um uh 
just falling off the map entirely. It's it's way too powerful. It's you know it's way it it, it is a massive country that's been extremely successful in our lives. Um, but I do think we're seeing the fall of an empire, and I think what you're going to see is um, you're going to see it kind of break off into uh, people who are okay paying 90% taxes and staying, which t- tend to be the blue areas, I mean, for what it is. Sure. And then yeah. other people are going to be like the entrepreneurs and people who are really building and adding value to society. They're going to move. They already are, they already have, but they're going to move to Miami. They're going to move to Texas. They're going to get sure. out of California. They're not going to be in San Diego um, yep. because they're just ultimately it's going to come to a point where they're going to have to seize private property probably. And they'll, yep. they won't do, you know, will that happen in Dubai someday? Maybe, but uh, they're letting you build there. They're accepting. Look at the countries that are accepting towards crypto. Okay. Yep. If you are accepting towards crypto, you are betting on long-term horizons. People That's who right. are not accepting like the U S they are scared obviously of something. Yep. And that is them losing their way of funding themselves. And you're going to see a lot of people probably move out of the country, especially with the whole censorship and all that stuff. Just things have really evolved. But um, I'm very bullish on Dubai and other areas. I wouldn't count the U.S. out, uh, but uh, we are definitely in uh, tumultuous times, I guess, uh, to say the least. No, I agree with you. I think uh, last time I was in Miami was uh, last year. And I remember I was in Mexico and Brazil for a couple of months. And then I landed in Miami and I was like... Man, there's a great energy here, you know? There was like everybody... I mean, the one thing that I noticed was that, what is it, everybody driving an Aston Martin and, uh, you know, a Rolls <laughs> Royce? It was, it was crazy, you know? I, I haven't felt that poor in 10 years. It was crazy. It was like, you know, I was like, a sandwich is 60 bucks. I'm like, who's, who's, who's got all this money, you know? But it was amazing. A lot amazing. of people are renting those cars. Yeah, sure. But, you know, but still the energy of the people. <laughs> I went to a bunch of, uh, you know, net- networking parties and everything, and I was like... I was in heaven. I was, you know, people are moving and shaking and this and that. And you can talk to people. And it was awesome. So agree with you. Florida is uh, totally amazing. Texas, Austin, of course, is just kicking ass. Joe Rogan is making a big, uh, you know, push there. I think that's really good. So definitely the U.S. is still the number one place in the world to do business. It's in the, in, in the blood, so to speak, right? It's, uh, you know, it's very trans- transparent, so to speak. You know, there's no bullshit. I mean, uh, try doing business in Eastern Europe. It's, I mean, it's <laughs> crazy, right? Uh, uh, Dubai, definitely have a lot of friends there. I think it's great. It's safe, like you said. Uh, you know, you can walk around with uh, a, a nice watch and, and all that. But uh, it definitely, you are right. The, the countries that are accepting of crypto are going to be kicking ass. I mean, look at El Salvador. El yeah. Salvador, five years ago, that was the most unsafe country in the world, I believe, b- uh, besides Haiti and maybe uh, Honduras. And now, you know, they're cleaning up the, the new president. I follow him. He's incredible. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I mean, they're using uh, uh, lava, for God's sakes, to mine uh, Bitcoin. I mean, imagine if Bitcoin or when Bitcoin goes to a million dollars, which it will at some point, whether it's in a year or, or 10 years, it will. It has to. That country will be like one of the richest countries in the world. I mean, I don't even know how many Bitcoins they have. They've mined, I don't know how many. So it's going to be like, these little pocket countries that if I was president of any small country and I had the opportunity to change that country, this is the way to go, you know? I mean, it's unbelievable that more presidents and, and, and leaders uh, of state leaders are not embracing this opportunity. Like, people, are you like, you know, what are you doing? Are you going to raise the tax to 99%? It doesn't even make sense. Especially- Plus, you're printing... You're printing t- trillions of dollars. Why even ask people for, for taxes? When you're printing, you're devaluing. One hour of work today means nothing anymore. Like, 
people don't even want to work because it's like, hey, I, like, why am I working and digging a ditch here for six bucks an hour uh, when somebody's just pressing a button? It, it, you know, so the value of money is being stripped off people. And I feel that you know, the only way now for us entrepreneurs is to get ahead is to embrace crypto, embrace AI, and uh, be the new uh, uh, kind of leaders of the next century, you know? I think that's really important to have these conversations, you know, with people like you, you know? I think that's super important. Just find, just connect with people who are trying to build. People, like, that's why, by the way, that whole hour, the debasement of the currency, that's why right now, as, as bad as it might be and as, as bad as it might get, is the best time to build. Build right now. So you come out on Absolutely. the other side even better. Um, Absolutely. But like you were saying, uh, just... You know, like Al Salvador, he's a great president. He's done a great job. And they're, they're a perfect case study because, like, they, they went all in. I mean, that's like their currency. Um, yep. You know, I believe the future Bitcoin will be the world reserve currency. That's kind of like the, the blind side of, of, you know, we think it's going to be another country, but it's not. Um, sure. But um, you're, and, and just like it's other countries, you're seeing that with states in the United States. That's why I'm, I'm still bullish on the United States, just in some areas. So you're seeing people embrace it. And you're, you're even seeing politicians coming out against central bank digital currency. So they're, you know, they're getting the conversation going. That is sure. the last ultimate grab that these that you're what you're watching is we're entering an era where sovereignty is at the individual level for the first time ever. And the, the humans and the people are really, truly free and not controlled by the fiat based system. And the last grab you're seeing the old power structure of the last industrial revolution in this new yep. information age of the Internet. It's a yes. new information-based society, not industrial-based. You're seeing them try to hold on to their power. That's what you're feeling right now. They're trying yep. to keep their power, and in order to keep that, they need to have control of the money because control the money, control the world. I believe they will lose that battle and that we will win, but you have <laughs> to be willing to accept new technologies. You have to go educate yourself on this stuff because if not, you will be crushed, just like they're crushing the middle class. They're trying to create a feudal two-tier system. They will not win, but you have to be willing to connect to other great people like yourself, other entrepreneurs, just people who are trying to do good. There's so much negativity you can watch. You could be brainwashed by the matrix and, and you know all the propaganda <laughs> they put out there. Go search for people. There are so many more good humans out there than you would than they, than they would want you to believe. Um, all of that's not real. It's a fake, false assertion of reality. And people like yourself are all over the world and they want to connect and you meet with them online. You have great conversations like this. Maybe you build something. Maybe you connect through another friend down the road. Maybe you meet in person in a, in a couple of years. It doesn't matter. It's a yep. community. It starts on the internet. It transcends to real life. And if we all come together and realize we are on the same team and we love one another and we help one another, we will come out the other side in a better world for our children than we could have ever dreamed of, but we better start coming together. So <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. I got goosebumps, man. That was an awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome, awesome speech. You should run for governor, man. <laughs> you would Maybe. change Ohio. <laughs> Thinking about it. That's, we'll see. <laughs> that's great. No, I love it. I love talking to people like you. It's really inspiring and interesting. It gives me, it really gives me, uh, juice to actually like you know do different things it's, and that's something that I think that uh, people forget is like when you connect with light like-minded individuals uh, and you have this amazing energy and energy creates momentum and once you have momentum man you're you're it's like with everything in life right whether it's business or whether it's personal uh, achievements that's what it's all about right I mean isn't it true well, all of us coming together and we create a better world if we all realize absolutely Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's it's it's it, there's yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. So we can talk for hours. Uh, but I uh, have uh, a question for you, which I ask all my guests. And that is, 
if you were in my shoes <coughs> and you would ask yourself a question that I didn't ask, what would that be? Mm, good question. Um, what is the most important thing you could do to be successful for the next 10, 20, 30, 40 years? What, okay. why is this, what traits are going to make you more relevant no matter what business you build, no matter what industry you're in, no matter what services you provide in this era than the last era in this new age? Okay. And I think that is a few things. I think okay. it is kindness to, to your peers, to people that disagree with you, uh, being willing to have uncomfortable uh, conversations, be willing to be wrong, be willing to learn, um, have empathy for the other person's position, understand where they're coming from, why they think they are. Just engage. Don't, don't, don't censor. Don't shut them down. Engage, learn. People have different upgrown. They, up, they have different roots. They've come from different areas. They have different perspectives. And the best thing you can do is learn from their perspective to get as many perspectives on life as you can. And so I think kindness, I think empathy, and I think treating people, uh, in a way where you don't always need to get something out of them, where you can add value to them in the short term and just be okay with that. Be okay with them saying thank you and you adding value to them. I promise you, I promise you, if you do something good for a stranger or someone you know today, I guarantee you will feel better later in that day. Why? Because we are built to help one another. And so I think realizing that we are all the same species, we are all one group, no matter where you're from, who you're with, who you voted for, what you believe in, it doesn't matter. That's, that's, that, that, is, that is second tier. I think remembering our base level and our roots and um, treating people well and realizing that that human experience is the most important thing. Um, I think you could build anything. I think you can start anything. I think you can uh, partner with anyone. Uh, but if you don't treat anyone with kindness, uh, you will fail no matter what you try and build. It will not work in this era because everyone will know your reputation, what you stand for. You're on the internet. It'll never go away. And uh, so it's more important now than ever before to be nice and, and treat people how you want to be treated than any other era in, in history. Absolutely. Woo! I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much, man. This was really, really cool. I love talking to you. I can't wait to meet you in person. If you ever come to Europe or Asia, uh, you know, let's hook up. And, uh, you know, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, we'll see you soon. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Mario.